0: Welcome to the Gift of Choice, hosted by entrepreneurial coach and holistic nurse practitioner, Bonnie Gressel. Bonnie and her guests offer information and motivation each week to help you live your dream and attain the health, happiness, and abundance you deserve. Now, here's the host of the Gift of Choice, Bonnie Gressel.
1: Well, welcome everyone. This is Bonnie Grassel, your host, here at the Gift of Choice Show. And I'm here today on Blog Talk Radio and on iTunes. Now, we have a great show for you today. We're going to be talking about self care. Now, this is the wedge for this month of our self empowerment wheel. Remember that self empowerment wheel we started off in the beginning of the year in February? Well, this month we're focusing on self care. And next month, which is actually our last month, We're going to talk about the ability to create, and then in December, we'll just do a summary of all of the wedges from our self-empowerment wheel. Now, I always want to tell you how much I appreciate all of you taking the time out of your busy day to spend a little bit of time here with us at the show. My goal is to provide great content so that you feel, you always feel, your time was well spent. Now, just as a reminder, you can listen to all of the past episodes right on here in Blog Talk Radio and also on iTunes. And we stream the last episode each week to Speak Up Talk Radio. And they're always on for you. You can listen every morning if you want to. Now, to be a part of this community, there's a few different ways that you can do that. If you're listening here on Blog Talk Radio, just click the Follow button. And that's kind of up near the top of the page. If you're listening on iTunes, Then click on subscribe, and I would always appreciate any comments, reviews that you have for me. Um, I'd really like to share the, the message of the Gift of Choice show. Now, I always want to remind everyone as well that the Gift of Choice show is educational, inspirational, and motivational in nature, but I want you to take what fits for you and simply let go of the rest. The Gift of Choice show does not intend or imply to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment either. I always want to preface every show with that little reminder. Now, if you're so inclined to call in today, um, let me give give you the call-in number. It's 714-816-4716. And I also have the chat room open, so if you want to chat, you can do that as well. Now, you know, I do this every show. I know I do this every show. But I'm, I'm hoping that some of you find that this is helpful. I take just a moment, maybe a minute and a half at the most, to do just a little time for us to all oh, take a break, right, and just do nothing. Just breathe because we have to breathe anyway. So, but you know, we still seldom pay attention to how we breathe. So I want to take this opportunity, as I do at the beginning of every show, to just allow us all to stop, to stop and just pay attention to our breathing. There's no right or wrong way to do this. It's whatever is comfortable for you, however it flows, without pushing or pulling it. So if you're in a place where you can do this, where you can relax a little bit, maybe close your eyes if you're so inclined to do that, then please do join me. Now, if you're driving on the freeway, yeah, maybe that's not such a good idea. <laughs> maybe you want to do this part later. But if you're able to, please join me in just taking a break. And if you would, I want you to begin with that nice inhale through your nose if you can. And then letting all of that air out again, that nice big breath at the beginning. Breathing in. When you breathe in through your nose, it's a more relaxing breath. Breathing in. Feeling your belly expand. And then releasing it all and feel your belly just sort of deflate again. That's how we breathe when we're babies. But we kind of forget that as we grow older. So just breathe whatever way is comfortable for you. All I want you to do is pay attention. Pay attention to the air coming in. And the air leaving and going out. Breathing in, and breathing out, letting everything go that you don't need right now. At some level, you chose to listen to the show today. This time is for you. Breathing in. And out as you relax into your body. Just so it's comfortable for you. No right or wrong way to do this. Just as you breathe in. Take in all the goodness there is for you. And as you exhale, let go of everything you don't need right now. And as we end our little minute meditation, I want you to take one more big, deep breath in through your nose. And then just let it all, let everything go in that nice long exhale. I don't know about you, but I know I always feel better after we do that little, that little, Taking a break, you know, just pausing, as Betty Louise would say. We so seldom do that in our day. And actually, that's one of the reasons that I've decided to always incorporate that into these shows. Because sometimes people need permission. You know, they need that space so that they feel like they can do that. Because we so often are busy with life and we don't feel like we can take even a moment but we really need to take a moments more often. It's such a healthy thing to do now we're going to talk a little bit more about that today and I like that because today we're talking about self care taking care of you, whether it's taking care of you in a crazy life, if you're a caregiver for someone else, if you're going through a life transition, or if you're just busy. all of those things cause us very often to put ourselves last, to not take care of us. So we're gonna cover a few different things today and I'll just sort of start the show off with that maybe. And then we'll take a little break and we'll dive into the content. So what we're gonna talk about today is essential self-care for optimal well-being. You know, not just, oh, I kind of feel okay, but so that you really feel good, great, We're also going to talk about the mind-body connection and how powerful that is. Then we're also going to touch on some of the hidden dangers of stress because there's stress all around us, right? We can't live without it. And you're never going to find it written on a death certificate. But you know what? It's the precursor to so many things that we actually succumb to, that we actually die from, that it should be on the death certificate. So we're going to talk about the hidden dangers of stress. And then we're going to talk about tips and strategies to balance. Balance work, balance home, balance family, balance you know your kids, your aging parents, whatever it is. It's all about balance. So we're going to take a short break, and when we come back from the break, we're going to dive into our content for today. This is Bonnie Gressel at The Gift of Choice, and we're going to be right back, everyone.
2: Are you one of the millions of people who struggle to relax, sleep well, or even lose weight? Have you ever wondered why it's so hard? If you think your brain might have something to do with it, you're right. Now you can learn how to access the powerful energy of the mind-body connection with the Ultimate Health and Wellness Gift Set, a four-CD collection of guided meditations from holistic nurse practitioner Bonnie Gressel. You can use them all for yourself or split the individually wrapped CDs into gifts for friends and family. The Ultimate Health and Wellness Gift Set includes all of Bonnie's popular CDs, including Restful Sleep, Relax, Meditation for Busy People, and Weight Loss. To get your copy of the Ultimate Health and Wellness Gift Set, go to BonnieGressel.com and click the Products tab. That's B-O-N-N-I-E-G-R-O-E-S-S-L dot com. You're listening to The Gift of Choice with your host, Bonnie Gressel. The Gift of Choice is sponsored by m Global Solutions, providing individualized coaching for entrepreneurs and authors, as well as book editing and publishing services. For more information, go to mmbglobalsolutions.com.
1: Well, welcome back to The Gift of Choice, everyone. I'm your host, Bonnie Gressel. Today, we're talking about you, about taking care of ourselves so that we can be there for other people. So the way I always like to start you know, thinking about this is I ask people to make a list of their priorities in life. You know, like make a list of five to ten things. And if you're in a place where you can write these down, please do, because it's a a good little writing exercise. Just make a list of five to ten things that are your priorities in your life. And if you're not by pencil and paper or you're driving or whatever, just think of them in your mind. What are those top five things? And put them in order so that number one is at the top, okay? Then I want you to take a step back. Uh, metaphorically speaking, a step back and look at your list. You know, there might be things like family, career, spirituality, your love life, your community, your health, your kids, your parents, you know, all kinds of things in your list. Take a look at that list. Where am I on the list? Now, if you're like most people, Unfortunately, you're probably not even on the list. And if you are, you're not at the top. That's how most people answer this question, which really leads into our topic for today. People feel like they can't like, you know, it's um, they feel guilty for being at the top of their list like they shouldn't be like they should take care of everybody else first. And that's often what we do. But you know what? If you don't take care of yourself first, you're not going to be in a position to take care of anybody else. You know, there's a really good reason that when you're on the airplane, you know, going someplace on vacation, the flight attendants are doing their little speech in the beginning and they're talking about the oxygen masks and they tell you, you know, you should put your own mask on before assisting others. Well, there's a really good reason for that because if you don't put your own mask, mask oxygen mask on first, then you're not going to probably be alive to help anybody else. So you really have to be at the top of your list. We're going to talk a little bit more about that as we go through our topic for today. Now, there are some essentials to good self-care. There's lots of things. I mean, we could spend a whole day on this. And I've done, actually, one-day things on this, you know, like a whole seminar thing, because there is so much information. But we're going to just touch on some of the, the basic things regarding nutrition, regarding sleep, exercise, relaxation, and your social engagement, you know, being with other people. We weren't meant to live in isolation. So let's start with nutrition. Now, kind of a a guiding rule that I always use is very simple. If God made it, then you should eat it. (laughs) If God didn't make it, maybe you should think twice because man has put all this stuff Chemicals and colors and preservatives and all this stuff into our food. And all that extra stuff is really not healthy for us. It's the whole foods, the real foods that we really need to eat. We're going to talk a little bit more about that as we go through the program today. And then watering your brain. You know, that's important too. So there are many people who just don't drink enough water. It's amazing. But I always use the analogy of houseplants when I talk about drinking enough water. Most of us have houseplants, right? Well, think to yourself, have you ever forgotten to water them? And if so, like, you know, for a week or two, if so, what do they look like? They look like they're droopy and dying and they don't look very good, right? Well, that's kind of, metaphorically speaking, that's kind of what we do to our brains when we don't drink enough water our brain gets really droopy and and it needs water to survive and it needs water to sink well. And our brain is mostly about 80% water anyway. So drinking enough water is another thing we're going to talk more about today. And then avoiding toxins. I mean, I know this probably goes without saying, but there's toxins in so many things. And then decreasing the inflammation. We're going to talk about easy ways to do that. Now, people say, okay, You know, to take good care of myself, it's going to take a lot of time and I have to buy special food and all this stuff. That's not true. We're going to talk today about how easy it is and how simple it is to incorporate into your daily life already, just by making maybe a few different choices. Or maybe you've, maybe you're already taking really good care of yourself and kudos to you. I am so happy that you are because, you know, not everybody does. So let's talk about a healthy diet first. It is kind of true what they say. You know, breakfast is the most important meal. It's really not a good idea to skip meals. And breakfast is the meal that comes after the longest period of fasting because most people don't get up at 3 in the morning to eat something. So that's when you've really got to go the longest without eating anything. And then eating foods with a low glycemic index is really important. And what I mean by that is the – The healthy carbs, the good carbs, right? Like the fruits and vegetables especially, um, the whole grain foods, things like that. And then eating in balance, protein, fats, and carbs together. And then eating in moderation. I mean, that, that always I, I know I always feel better if I don't overeat or stuff myself. I mean, how do you feel when you have you know gone out to a restaurant or whatever or you made something really yummy at home and you ate too much? You don't really feel that well. Well, there's a reason for that. Eating in moderation is really more healthy, and it's better taking care, taking care of yourself. So some high-glycemic foods, just to give you an example of what the high-glycemic foods are, these are the ones you want less of is like, you know, the typical things, candy bars and, you know, pastas and, you know, things that are white flourish. Um cereals, breakfast cereals, most of them are high glycemic. There are a few that aren't, but most of them are. And what happens when you eat something that's high glycemic is your blood sugar because your body wants to take care of this all this glycemic this this sugar basically in your body. So your blood sugar Actually, your body causes insulin to be increased because your blood sugar has popped up there really fast, so you make insulin, it brings your blood sugar down, and then you're hungry again that's why when people eat you know bagels or something for breakfast, they 're hungry by ten o'clock it's because it 's mostly a carbohydrate unless you put something else with it. Now, low glycemic foods are healthier for us. They're going to keep that blood sugar more balanced and won't cause that spike in your blood sugar so that you're not releasing extra insulin. Things like, you know, fruits and vegetables, the whole things, the natural things. And then, of course, your proteins and other foods that aren't carbohydrates are going to be low glycemic as well. Reducing cortisol, that's that stress hormone. You know, we talked a little bit in the very beginning of the show about stress and how dangerous it is. You know, like I said, it's not going to be listed on a death certificate, but <laughs> it leads to so many serious diseases. Really, like all of our, what we used to think were degenerative diseases, meaning if you live long enough, you would get them. Things like heart disease and arthritis and um, even diabetes, things like that. Actually, stress, because it uh, chronic stress Causes chronic inflammation, and chronic inflammation is at the basis of so many of these disease diseases, even cancers. Um, so, really reducing your stress is, is a really good thing for self care. Now, one way you can do it is how you eat. You know, I mentioned just a moment ago about balancing your proteins, carbohydrates, and fats all together. The reason I mention this is because when you balance your foods like that, you don't just eat you know, popcorn or something, you have something with it, a protein and a fat and a carb together. That will help keep your blood sugar more stabilized. So this is especially important at night. Say you are like I live in Wisconsin and a common snack in Wisconsin is like in the evening, like ice cream or popcorn or something like that. Mostly just a carbohydrate, not a lot of protein in there. So if you have that as an evening snack, say after your evening meal before you go to bed, you go to bed, but your blood sugar is sky high. It's raising really fast because it's mostly a carbohydrate, right? But you're sleeping. You're probably not going to get up at two in the morning and eat something. So your body wants to fix this. Our bodies always want to maintain balance. And so what happens is that your body secretes a hormone, more of a hormone, called cortisol. Cortisol is also sometimes known as stress hormone, and that's why. So you're making all this cortisol all night to bump up your blood sugar a little bit to get to that normal point again, because when that insulin gets released to take care of that blood sugar, then boosh, it falls to the basement again. And so that cortisol tries to inch it up. So suppose you are a person who doesn't even eat breakfast or you have coffee in the morning or whatever. So you've made all this cortisol all night to keep that blood sugar stable. Then in the morning, you don't eat anything of substance, You have, maybe have coffee or something, and you're making more cortisol. You continue to make this cortisol until you have something decent to eat. And maybe that's lunch or maybe that's, you know, even later. Now, cortisol is kind of like um, like cholesterol as an example, to give you an analogy here. A little bit of cholesterol is okay, but too much cholesterol is not good for us. That's why they make all the statin drugs and all that sort of thing. So a little bit of cortisol is okay. gets us up and going in the morning, but too much of it really takes a toll on your body really, really takes a toll on your body and leads to chronic. can lead to chronic inflammation, which can lead to diseases like all kinds of nasty diseases that will kill you, which is why I said earlier in the show that stress could really be listed on a death certificate and it would be true. It's just that they're not going to list that, probably. So let's talk a little bit more about water. Drinking enough water is so, so important. I usually tell people about eight glasses a day. People always is soda or tea or something else that's liquid that's good enough, or does it have to be water? And what I always say is that water is best. If you don't like the taste of water because it doesn't taste like anything, add a little slice of lemon to it. It gives it some flavor, and it actually makes our blood more alkaline, which is a healthier way to be as well. And our bodies are about 75 to 80 percent water. So remember that houseplant analogy. Remember to water your brain. just like you would your houseplants. So let's talk a little bit about reducing inflammation. There's easy ways to do this that don't take extra time. You don't necessarily go buy special foods, but you do probably need to pay attention to what you're eating. So keeping processed foods to a minimum will help to reduce inflammation. You know, it's that chronic inflammation, right? One way to keep that low because... That's the precursor to those degenerative diseases. One way to keep that low is how you eat. And another way is some stress management techniques, which we're going to talk about later in the show. So reducing inflammation is keeping processed foods to a minimum, you know, mostly whole foods. If God made it, eat it. You know, that's sort of the general rule. And then limit the trans fatty acids. So this is where you're going to need to look at labels. All products, I think, since 2006, were required in this country, in the United States, to be labeled in terms of their trans fats. But the law says you can have up to 0.49 grams per serving of trans fats and still be able to say zero on the label. On the front of the box, you know where it says zero trans fats. So look at the ingredient list and look for things like partially hydrogenated fats. Those are trans fats. And so you don't want any of those. And then increasing the good fats. That's another way you can decrease inflammation. The good fats are like the fish oils, you know, the the flaxseed oils, It's the omega-3 fatty acids. Now, one thing to know about omega-3s and and fish oil versus flaxseed oil, both are are very good sources of omega-3s. But it takes a lot more flaxseed oil to get the same benefit. So you need to, it's almost like three times as much, just so that you know that there's a difference there. And then limiting the chemicals. And you know, we talked about that earlier, limiting caffeine and and alcohol and soft drinks to a minimum. The one thing, and I'm going to get on my my soapbox for just a moment here, artificial sweeteners are so 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 dangerous for people. Aspartame is probably the number one in terms of how available it is and how many foods it's in. And you know, there's a there's a quote that I heard once, and I don't even know who said this, but it goes like this. If cancer had a taste, it would be aspartame. And I think that's so true because it's so dangerous for us. So if at all possible, I would say no diet soda or diet soft drinks or diet, you know, crystal light or anything like that, because we get enough aspartame in other things that we don't even know it's in, like various yogurts and things, you know, so stay away from that as much as you can. It's really dangerous for your brain. And then avoiding, you know, nicotine and unnecessary chemicals is, of course, kind of a no-brainer, but there are many, many people who still smoke. Um, And then try, if you think you are, you know, sensitive to a particular food, try getting rid of it for a while. It's called an elimination diet. It's the best way, I think, to test yourself for food sensitivities because the blood tests that we have available to us today really aren't all that specific. So, some of the common food sensitivities or allergies are like gluten, dairy, um, you know, corn, eggs, those kinds of things. So, get rid of the food, the offending foods that you think might, you might have a problem with for about three weeks. It takes that long for everything to clear from your body. And then bring the foods back one at a time, leaving a few days in between, like maybe five days in between, because that way you can see how you feel. You see what your symptoms are like, and you can tell if something is causing a problem or not. So an elimination diet is something that you can do if you think you do have sensitivities to foods. And then getting enough vitamins and minerals. I mean, start with a good diet. Obviously, that's the number one is eat right. God made it, eat it, right? (laughs) And then eat in technicolor. You know, by and large, colorful foods are really good for us. But I don't think that generally the foods that we have available to us today – are enough i think we have to also add a vitamin so take a good high quality multivitamin and mineral always take it with food because it'll absorb better for you and look for certain things look for like a usp symbol it's a green and white symbol It says usp it stands for united states pharmacopeia it if there's a usp symbol on there or in fine print it says made to usp specifications then you know that it's pure and it's at safe levels and the higher the rate the recommended dietary allowance the rda the higher the better really because the standard that we have is really based on the minimum amount to prevent deficiency diseases like scurvy and beriberi and things like that so you want high levels of rda that's really better for you and quality vitamins are meant to be taken twice a day because you know it's like eating food once a day it doesn't do the same thing as if you eat it three times a day so i would say you know, a good multivitamin is is essential for people. Now, if you have some stress in your life, and if you're like most people, many people do, I love what magnesium, simple magnesium, can do for you. It's called the relaxation mineral for a reason. Now, to know what magnesium does in your body, it sits inside your cells. You got trillions of cells in your body, we all do. And if you have enough magnesium in your cells, the cells will become... Yeah. And relax. Stress, whether it's physical or emotional stress, causes us to lose magnesium. And magnesium leaves the cell. Calcium, which kind of sits on the outside, is a stronger ion, and it jumps in there. And then the cell gets all squished up. It contracts. And we don't feel so good when our cells are all squished up. Magnesium deficiency is very common these days because our food isn't the food that we used to eat. It it's just doesn't have the amount of magnesium in it anymore. And there's so many things that that block its absorption. So I'd say get enough in your in your diet as you can. So like green vegetables, seeds, nuts, legumes, unprocessed grains, sea salt, things like that have a little bit more magnesium in other things. And then if you do take a magnesium supplement, you know, make sure you get enough of it in your vitamin if you're taking a vitamin. And if you're going to take magnesium separately, which you can do, it's a tablet or a capsule usually. Magnesium oxide is probably the most common one out there, but it's not absorbed very well. So look for some other form of magnesium, like tourate, malate, glycinate, something like that. Or magnesium oxide mixed with something, chelate. Chelated minerals actually are bound to something organic, like an amino acid, so they'll absorb better. So chelated or something other than just plain magnesium oxide is what you're going to get more benefit from. And it calms and slows everything. That's what it does. Things don't bother you so much. You sleep better. You have less physical pain. Things don't bother you so much. It's just the relaxation mineral. I recommend this to so many people, and I use a bunch of it myself. Getting enough vitamin D, that's another thing that's easy to do. You know, get some in your vitamin. It's in most vitamins and most calcium supplements. Um, Get outside. That's the other thing it really increases our feel-good hormone, which is called serotonin. It's sort of the precursor to serotonin. If you have enough vitamin D, then your body can make enough serotonin. And if you're outside for about 20 to 30 minutes with sun exposure, with no sunscreen on, your body will make, just from being outside, about 10,000 international units, or the equivalent of that, of vitamin D in your body. So getting outside, so simple. And it doesn't have to be... You know, bundle up if it's winter time. But really, if you expose your face and part of your arms even, that's enough. You don't have to be naked out there in the sun. So making more of that serotonin, getting outdoors, enjoying the sun, walking outside when you can. And speaking of walking, we were meant to move. So do an exercise you enjoy. It can be walking outside. It can be yoga. It can be dancing. You live in your room like Nobody's watching you. However, you can move your body. We were meant to move. That is excellent self-care, is just moving your body. And, you and, you know, sometimes people don't want to, like, go for, to the gym or, or go for a run or whatever. But when they get done, they always feel so good. I know that happens to me. In the summertime, we live um, in an area where we can run out in the in the nature trails, which is awesome because you're outside, you're in the woods, and it's so relaxing. So, really good self care. So, move your body, move your body, move your body. And then we also need sleep, right? We need our brain needs downtime. It's kind of like the the computers. It has to scan disk. Okay, well, brain needs to do that too. So, getting enough rest is really important. It helps your memory and learning, improves your mood. It helps you maintain a healthier weight because you have enough leptin released if you sleep better. Sleep deprivation also decreases our immune system, so we get sick more often if we're not sleeping well enough. And if you can do this, a short 20 to 30 minute nap in the middle of the afternoon is actually good for you. So if you can do that, do that. So there are lots and lots of things that you can easily incorporate into your life for self-care. We're going to talk, I'm going to take another little break here. And when we come back, I'm going to talk about stress and how we can easily deal with that in our lives and some things that, that you can think about incorporating. And by the time we end today's show, I want you to think about things little things that you can tweak or or change in some way or maybe add a minute here or there to have a daily routine a better way of of self-care so starting with starting with that so we're going to take another little break right here and when we come back we're going to talk about stress because it really is the number one killer it really is so I'm Bonnie Gressel here at The Gift of Choice and we're going to be right after right back after this short break.
0: Do you dream of building a business in which you can share your expertise and gifts with others? A business that allows you to actively pursue your passion? If you're like most people, you've put that dream on the back burner because the mountain of details is just too overwhelming. Now you can join other holistic-minded practitioners in leveraging the entrepreneur coaching services of Bonnie Gressel. Bonnie shares your belief in the power of the mind-body-spirit connection, and she has experience in growing a business from the ground up. Whether your challenges are strategic, technological, or you want to create a platform that promotes your expert status, even by publishing a book, you can achieve your dreams quicker with the help of Bonnie's individualized coaching. Contact Bonnie for a free, no-obligation consultation at BonnieGressel.com. That's B-O-N-N-I-E-G-R-O-E-S-S-L dot com. Welcome back
1: to the Gift of Choice, everyone. I'm Bonnie Grassley, your host. And just before the break, we were talking about all sorts of nutrition things and and moving your body and how important that is and how important sleep is. So bottom line, you know, Eat healthy. (laughs) Avoid some of those processed foods. And, you know, if God made it, and see what you can do to reduce your stress. That's what we're going to talk about in the second part of our show today is reducing your stress. Moving your body is a good way to do that. Going for a walk, going for a run. You know, if you're upset about something, moving your body and, and changing it up, interrupting the pattern of whatever it is you're upset about, great way to reduce your stress. And of course, sleep is so, so important because if you don't sleep well, then really nothing works right. So let's talk a little bit more about stress. You know, I said earlier in the show that that it, it should be listed on death certificates because it really is a precursor to many of the things that actually we succumb to. And the reason is, and I mentioned this a little bit in passing earlier, is that it's chronic stress. It's, you know, it's that it's usually not the big thing. It's usually not the big, oh, my gosh, thing that gets us. It's a little everyday, everyday chronic stress. That's what leads to chronic inflammation, that everyday, everyday, everyday stuff. And chronic inflammation then leads to autoimmune diseases like fibromyalgia, multiple sclerosis, lupus, things like that. It also leads to, as I mentioned earlier, degenerative diseases like heart disease diabetes, even some cancers. And you know, stress is not so much what happens, but it's how we react to it. And that's what we have some control over. That's what we can change. Because stress is a part of life. I mean, we can't really live without it. And not all stress is bad. I mean, there's something called you stress that's like the good stress. That's the stress that motivates us to do something on time or whatever. It's the distress. The bad stress. That's the stuff that increases cortisol. That's that chronic, everyday little stuff that we do with almost 24-7 sometimes. But you know what? It can be the same event, but two different people can have two different reactions to the same event. It's not so much what happens, it's how we react to it. That's what we're going to talk about in this segment of the show. So, It all has to do with the mind-body connection. You know, in our mind, we kind of have a -a 24-hour-a-day drugstore. Chemicals are released in your brain when you're having good thoughts, when you're having fun something, you're experiencing something pleasant. It makes you feel good. The reason you feel good physically is because those chemicals are being released in your brain, the good ones, the feel-good ones, the serotonin, dopamine, things like that. On the other hand, very different chemicals are released in your brain when you're having unpleasant thoughts or experiences. And you know, you're know you not happy, you're fearful, you're anxious, you're whatever, sad, whatever it is, and you feel worse. The reason you feel physically worse, like you can have an upset stomach or something like that, because of the chemicals that are released in your brain. Unpleasant and negative thoughts, like worry and fear, produce stress hormones like the cortisol we talked about before that can deplete the immune system as well as the not-so-feel-good chemicals in your brain. Now, the scary part is that's just what we know we're thinking. We're thinking a whole lot more (laughs) other things than what we're aware of. And that has to do with the fact that we have a, a conscious mind, that's what we know we're thinking, and a subconscious mind. That's what we don't really know we're thinking that's sort of the right side of the brain. It's also our more creative side. So if people, when I'm talking to people about the mind, I, I usually use the analogy of an iceberg because most people know what an iceberg looks like. The little part that you can see above the water, that's like our conscious mind. We know what's in, we know it's there. And those are the thoughts that we know we're having. But under the surface of the water is that huge piece of the iceberg, way bigger than the conscious mind. But nobody can see it because it's under the water. That's like our subconscious mind. Everything is in there, but we don't even know it's there. 90 to 95% of what we say, do, think, and feel is driven by what's at the top of that subconscious mind. So it behooves us to have the good stuff at the top, right? But everything is in there. Everything we've ever experienced. The good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. Everything is in a subconscious mind. And your body hears every thought you have. That's why we have a physical reaction. Our body hears every thought we have, whether it's a conscious. Have any of you ever had an experience where you just didn't feel good? Like you had an upset stomach or you had a headache and you really couldn't, you weren't like, you know, sick or something. You didn't have the flu, but you couldn't really put your finger on it. It might have been a subconscious thought or belief based on something that happened, who knows, when you were a child, who knows, that's causing that reaction because our bodies are are experiencing that, even though we don't even know we're thinking it. So this is where the gift of choice comes in. We get to choose how we see the world. You know, in a split second before we have a thought or feeling, we do decide to have it. Most of the time it's, at a subconscious level, and we don't realize we're choosing to have it, but we do. It's still a choice. And we make thousands and thousands of choices every day. Now, the law of attraction kind of plays into this because we attract what we expect and what we think about. So if you're thinking about something, you know, bad, you're worrying about something, you're scared of something, that's what you're going to probably get more of. So focus on what you want, not what you don't want. There's another quote that I really like, and I, I use a lot, and it, I don't even know who said this either. It's that every thought is a prayer. And it is. I mean, think about that. Every thought that you have, at some level, you're kind of praying for that. If that's your spiritual you know, connection and, and belief is in prayer, every thought is like that. Every thought is a prayer. So pay attention to not only the things that you want, but probably you're thinking about the things that you don't want, too. You know, self-empowerment, that's what this whole year has been about, our our wheel of self-empowerment. To me, I believe that self-empowerment begins with love. Not so much how much you love other people, but mostly how we love ourselves. Self-love. You know, it's that internal locus of control, as Stephen Covey puts it in his books, that's the stuff that we can control. We can't control what's on the outside. We can't control we feel inside. How much we love ourselves inside. How worthy we feel inside. That, to me, is what leads to self-empowerment. Now, there are lots of ways to reduce stress. I'm going to talk about some of those things. That little meditation practice that I do at the beginning of every show is one of the ways. And what does it take? A minute. 90 seconds at the most. But it allows you to just stop and pay attention to something else other than your thoughts about maybe you have to pick up milk on the way home or or you're worried about something. Shifting from whatever it is that you're thinking about to just focusing on your breathing. Paying attention to that. Because, you know, meditation, a lot of people think that meditation is... You know, you have to sit cross-legged and go om for an hour. Well, I mean, you can meditate that way, but you don't have to. Just paying attention to how you breathe. That's meditation. Stopping to look at a beautiful sunset and sort of stare at it for a while. You get mesmerized by it. That's meditation. It's being mindful. So mindfulness meditation, we can just, slip into little moments of our day at any time because we already probably spend those moments doing something else, right? Worrying about something probably. Just shift it to something better. Focus on what you want or pay attention to your breathing or, you know, just stare at something for a while. Zone out. Those are meditation practices that are easy to incorporate into your day. Say you're standing in line at the checkout at the grocery store. Waiting for you know three people ahead of you. Perfect time. You do. You're not doing anything else. You can just stand there and be aware, be mindful of that present moment. That's meditation. Lots of ways that you can just slip it in, little moments here and there. Doesn't have to be an hour. Doesn't have to be, you know, a scheduled thing. Just slip it in whenever you can. Spirituality and prayer is very essential, I think, for self care because boy, I, I can't imagine what life would be like if I didn't have some sense of or faith that there's something bigger than myself, that there's more to life than just me. That's it, <laughs> you know. So, having that connection, whether it's to to God, a higher power, the angels, universe, you know, whatever your belief system is, that connection is very good for our self-care because it will help us to take better care of ourselves, actually. And then don't forget about incorporating some fun, humor. We all, none of us laugh enough, probably. (laughs) I know. I I mean, when we're kids, we laugh a, a lot, giggle a lot. Well, we sort of lose that as we grow older. So, Humor, incorporating humor. I mean, one of the things that Mike and my husband do is we watch, like, funny stuff on TV, like, you know, half an hour or something, sitcom or something, just so it breaks up the the day of maybe even was a stressful day, and we say, oh, we need some humor therapy. You know, however you get that. And if you have, you know, internet access and you're a YouTube person, you like to go look at videos, just search for, you know, giggling baby or funny animal videos or whatever. There's a ton of stuff out there and that can really help you to feel better. And then socialization. I mean, we weren't meant to live in isolation. So getting out and being with people, community, Is very important, and whether that's a physical community, like you're in the same room with somebody, or you're on, you know, social media, that's community too. It's about that interaction, that socialization. And there are all kinds of relaxation techniques and ways to do journaling and all those things. All of those ideas will help you to take better care of yourself and to reduce your stress. So let's talk a little bit more about about journaling as an example. You can journal in lots of different ways. I mean, you can journal to get your, your emotions out, get the negative stuff out. You can journal about what you want. I do, I do this. I journal the future. I put my, my life out a year from now or however long, and I write about that day and how thankful I am for all the things that have happened. So I'm, like, focusing on what I want in imagining like I'm already there. So that's another way that you can journal. There's all different ways to do it. But I think what makes journaling um so beneficial for self care is adding that emotional component. You know, some people journal in, and it's more a, a diary of at ten o'clock I did this, eleven o'clock I did this, at noon I did this. To me that's not as beneficial as adding that emotion in there. Doing it you know beginning a gratitude practice. And that's easy to in the midst of other things, you know, journaling or imagery or relaxation techniques, but just, you know, paying attention to how grateful you are for things in your life. And yes, we always want to be, you know, in a different place or better or bigger, a sinner or whatever, but to be grateful for where you are right now, that's huge. And Imagery, I use imagery a lot. I mean, the brain doesn't know the difference between real and imagined. So use that to your advantage. Imagine something fun, <laughs> you know, or, or remember a, a fun time that you had or, or event that you had with, with loved ones or a vacation or whatever. You can do that anytime. People say, oh, it's going to be another year before I get any vacation time. You can go on a little mini-mental vacation in your mind Anytime you want to. And it feels like you're there. And that's really what makes it so powerful is getting that emotion. Again, it's back to that getting that emotion, getting that feeling into all of these techniques, actually. And then relaxation techniques. I mean, there's a bazillion breathing techniques out there. I know there are. Uh, There's whole books on them. But however it fits for you is fine. It doesn't have to be any particular way. It's whatever it is for you. So there are lots of things um, to reduce your stress. Now, if you're a person who has pets, don't forget about pet therapy. And if you don't have pets, go to your local humane society because especially dogs. I mean, cats, maybe not so much, but especially dogs. They are so good at teaching us unconditional love. Oh, my goodness. And doesn't it just make you feel good when a puppy licks your face or something? You know, pet therapy is very therapeutic for relieving stress, for really anything, for chronic pain. I mean, it's good for all those things. It provides a diversion a distraction. I mean, that's why that they've started to incorporate um, pets like um I don't know if they're actually service dogs or if they're just somebody's dog, at nursing homes to engage with and to you know, sit on people's laps and to allow the, the residents to pet them. and it's It's that pet therapy. So especially if you have access to a pet, don't forget about that. But if you don't have access to a pet, borrow somebody's or go to the Humane Society or something because there's ways to do that. And then, you know, allowing. This is... This is, I think, especially an issue with people who are caretakers, whether it's of their kids or their aging parents or they're caring for somebody with a a physical illness, is allowing yourself to say no. You don't have to say yes to everything. You know, there are times when, I mean, you can't, you just can't possibly do everything. We're only human. So that's one allowing sort of rule is allow yourself to say no and don't feel guilty and then the other thing is allow yourself to receive so many people have a problem with this and you know how you can tell this is really kind of an easy way to tell if people have problems with receiving when somebody gives somebody a compliment how many times does that person who receives a compliment say oh thank you and how many times do they say, "Oh, this old thing," or "Oh," it. and they try to like minimize the compliment. That person probably has trouble allowing themselves to receive because they can't even receive a compliment. And I know I've had problems with this for many, many years, and I'm much better at it than I used to be. But I have to catch myself sometimes because I catch myself, and I'm, and I'm almost going to say, "Oh, this old thing," or whatever I bought it on sale, or whatever, and and then I and then I just. Thank you. You know, so it's it's not an easy thing. I think especially women have a harder time with this. And then allowing others to help you. You know, if you need help with something, allow other people, you know, delegate. You know, you don't have to do it all by yourself. You don't have to do it alone. You don't have to, you know, you have people around there, around you who probably want to support you. Because if somebody offers you help as an example for something, and then you say, oh, no, that's right don't feel very good. You know, you sort of kind of diss them <laughs> in a way, you know. It's like, gosh, you know, here I offered to help and she doesn't even want my help. You know, so sometimes that helps me to think about the other person. So allowing, I think, is a huge part of self-care. Allowing yourself to say no, allowing yourself to receive, and allowing yourself to get help or to take help. And then, the biggest one of all is allow yourself to feel empowered. Believe it or not, that is a choice. I mean, you could listen to this whole show today. You still have to choose. Am I going to allow myself to feel empowered or not? I can't choose that for you. Nobody can. So it's, it's an allowing piece. And I think that's important for self care. You know, the gratitude, we talked about that a little bit earlier, you know, I think the best time to do a gratitude practice is right before you go to sleep. So I I do this every night, right before I I fall asleep. You know how that kind of feels? You almost feel yourself sort of drifting off and you know that sleep is coming. For those of you who have problems sleeping, um, this will even help that. So if you use that moment, that that time, this couple minutes, whatever it is, to just think about all the things you're grateful for. And it can be the same things every day, it can be different things, it can be it gets a little more challenging if you if you try to do something different every day because you run out of things to <laughs> to think about that don't come. The first, you know, twenty or so will come easily. But after that it's a little bit of a challenge. So you can do it that way if you want. Or you can just just feeling that gratitude. And then, you know, what your day was like, what you were grateful about for that day. The reason that I think just before you fall asleep is the best time to do this is because this is what you give your subconscious mind to chew on all night, right? Because your conscious mind goes to sleep when you go to sleep, but your subconscious mind never goes to sleep. That's what keeps your heart pumping, you breathing, all of those automatic things that we do. The subconscious mind runs that. So it's always working. It never takes a break. So you want to give it good thoughts as you go to sleep at night as opposed to bad thoughts. And sometimes you know, people have said to me, oh, you know, I used to watch like scary movies because I like scary movies. And I, and I just was terrible at sleeping. I never slept well. I listened to your, give this talk one day, Bonnie, and now I don't do that anymore. And now I can sleep. So it depends on what you give your brain to eat overnight. So I would say, you know, make sure that you end your day on a good note begin and end your day on a good note. And these are some of the things that I would encourage you to think about incorporating into your life. So my homework for you today is to just to do just that, to think about what you can incorporate into your life. What you can, what little changes you can make in your diet or moving your body or hanging around with your community, um And then all the ways that you can deal with stress because stress is a part of life and we're never going to get away from it. So you might as well deal with it in really healthy ways because that's going to make all the difference in the world. So that's my sort of snapshot of self-care to get into our October wedge for our self-empowerment wheel. Now next month, going to be talking about the ability to create. I have a great guest coming next week. And um, then in November sometime, we'll focus one of the, the shows on the ability to create. And in December, we will do a summary of the whole year so that you can sort of remember some of those things. And um, if there's questions or things that you want to hear about, certainly connect with me. And you can always find me at bonniegrussell.com. And you can connect with me there. And you can also connect with me, I think, on the Blog Talk Radio page now. They have that as a function, which is awesome. So it has been a wonderful time with all of you again. I have always enjoy my time chatting with all of you. And next week we're going to go back to guests being on the show didn't have a guest for this week, so I thought, you know what? I haven't done a show by myself for in a while, and I think I'd like to do that. So thank you for indulging me, and I hope you found today's show helpful. And if you have any questions, until next week at Monday at 2 p.m. Central, blessings, everyone.
2: You've been listening to The Gift of Choice, hosted by Bonnie Gressel. The Gift of Choice has been brought to you by MMB Global Solutions your source for individualized coaching for entrepreneurs and authors, along with book editing and publishing services. For more information, go to mnbglobalsolutions.com.